Hello, all the Gridiron fans out there. Today is June 18th, 2020, and we are in full football analyzation mode. Today, we will be going over one of the most overlooked, at least in my opinion, positions in fantasy football, and that is running back. I am joined by our defending champion and running back stat leader from 2019, Chase, a.k.a. President Camacho, as well as Gridiron Wrestling runner-up from 2019, Scott Shedig, a.k.a. Ants in my pants. How are we doing, gentlemen? Jabronis, take two. Huck forgot <laughs> to record. We had a just uh, just letting you guys know. <laughs> they didn't know. We had a hell of a conversation going. We talked shit about a lot of people, and we're gonna cut it out. We won't. You guys will never know. But yes, yeah. I did. I did fuck that up. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you're you're getting the G-rated version now. Yes. But as I said before, as champion, the uh, air is crisper, tastes better. Just walking around and hear the birds chirping. Life is good. Champion number one. You're all jabronis. Mm-hmm. It's also good to be here, guys. It's uh, great to uh, get back on the air again. And last week was good. Now it's good to be here with the current champion. Congratulations, Chase. You know, it's uh, it's a very it's a very good year. It's a little it's different now. We're on Zoom, but it's good to be back. Huck, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good as as good as I can be uh, under the certain circumstances. But uh, but yeah, I am really getting pumped for football because. Um, every single day I am watching some sort of golf or, uh, La Liga, some Spanish soccer. So <laughs> I need some American sports, uh, American mainstream sports, well, uh, real quick. Working, soccer's working with all the uh, testing. So I feel like football is yeah. going to work out. It's, yeah. Hopefully. Really? Okay. That's good. I hadn't heard much about soccer. So that's, that's positive to hear uh, that they're working with, uh, you know, within the standards and regulations. Hopefully we are uh, set, they're setting the standard for uh, for what can happen for the NFL. So that that brings us to the next topic here. Uh, we want to approach COVID nineteen situation, which really honestly I've become exhausted talking about. Uh, preemptively before we dig into this, uh, I'm going to set some ground rules here. I'm not going to argue or entertain any of the personal medical evaluations of COVID. I pretty much believe that every person has a right to decide the practices that are best for them and their family. I would never use Shedig or Chase or anybody in our league as a source for medical decisions uh, for me and my family, or yeah, just as you should never use me as a source for you and your family. Uh, It's it's just a surgeon general warning. Sure. I mean, yeah, I just, that's not something that I think that we should talk about, but we should talk about how COVID relates to our draft and the NFL season. So, um, Shedding, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, like I said, it was positive to hear about, uh, you know, the European soccer leagues actually doing well because I know that the NBA has already had some issues even with their enclosed uh, uh, um, games going on in Orlando with players getting uh, uh, – getting – contaminated and then other players just refusing to play in general um that kind of thing made me think about you know say they do have the season do we need extra do we need covid moves you know during season do i need to pick up my quarterback's backup because he tests positive saturday night you know that's That's absolutely something something i put in my rankings i'll be honest you know that's yeah that's something i've been thinking about and then obviously of course there's the other side of the blade with you know our personal situation going to the draft and everything and being safe and, you know, wearing masks and, you know, just different social distancing and, and hope, you know, hopefully everybody makes it. And, but of course we'd completely understand if uh, for whatever reason you can't or decide not to. Mm-hmm. Chase, what Chase, do you have? How do you, how do you feel? I'm ready to party. <laughs> now I, I, I want to, I want to make it there safe and I don't want to take any unnecessary risk, but that being said, I am going to stop at an Airbnb. I am going to go to a restaurant. I am not going to drive all the way there without stopping. And I'm going to be careful, but I'm going to, like, I've been careful as I can be in normal life and not going to restaurants and not doing anything. For the most part, I'm going to do that except for, like, going to the draft. I'll wear a mask. I'll do my best. So. Yep, I've I've done the same thing. I've been pretty anal about uh, making sure that I'm keeping my family and myself safe. Uh, I've planned this trip 
or we've planned this trip since early 2020 before COVID-19 was a thing. Um, we've been excited about it. Uh, it turns out that this is probably the only time that we're going to be able to leave the house in the, in the last eight months. So um, I'm staying optimistic on it. Uh, I know that things can change over the next 50 so odd days until the draft. Um, and I know that when I leave this house, mask or no mask, it is a risk that I'm taking going wherever I go. Um, and I encourage y'all to discuss those risks with your family and everybody around you. And if you think that those risks overtake uh, the fun and the opportunity to go and do this um, just this one year, you know, I totally understand that. And you can draft remote. Uh, we want everybody to be there. We want 100% attendance. But, uh, but yeah, the bottom line is when you leave, it's going to be a risk. Um, and I and I hope all of you are prepared to take that risk, and that we can we can uh, be safe enough to make everybody feel uh, welcome and comfortable, and uh, and have a great draft experience. So uh, so it's yeah, gonna be, it's going to be a cold day in hell if we have to cancel this. I mean, it, like I I just can't imagine it getting in thirty days from now we having to discuss this in the chat and say we can't do it. So, well, like you um, said earlier, you're going, right? I mean, you're going, you're going. If, yeah. if, the, if, if the draft was canceled, I mean, I'm sorry, if the NFL season was canceled, which, which is not going to happen. I'm staying optimistic on it. But uh, if it was canceled, we, we'd still go. You know, our caravan's still going. I, I, I'd love to uh, get out, try to be safe, uh, you know, travel a little bit and, and, uh, and whatever. So, so regardless of the events of what happens, I mean, now, if COVID gets worse, we're obviously going to amend the trip uh, or even stays the same because it's awful right now. Uh, but at this point, uh, you know, we're going. <laughs> that's just, that's the bottom line there. So so it's something that I'm still excited about. And, uh, and very much we'll looking see. forward to it. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to look forward so, to it. So uh, let's uh, move on to what we wanted to talk about here, uh, which is running backs. So what do you guys look for when you're analyzing running backs uh, and getting ready to draft shedding? What do you think? I'm really looking for a guy that doesn't have to share the load. Just looking for a guy that, you know, because uh, there's those, so few of those guys and granted they're going to be in the top tier and, uh, you know, Things are being drafted a little bit differently now, so it's hard to get them past years. You can get them in the later rounds. Mm -hmm. But if you do some, do, do some of your research, you can find maybe an, a rookie or something like that, somebody that can really come in and carry the load. That's my main, my, my main focus point for running backs. Like Chase, Derrick, what Henry. For? Derrick Henry type, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, somebody nobody wants but is going to, like, kick ass. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, that works out if it, it works out for you. I want that stud, that bell cow. I want the guy who's going to do everything. Nobody knows the backup's name. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon. I mean, I want Kamara. If Kamara falls to me, I'll I'll be happy with that this year. So I just I know want... the backup's name for Kamara. So. He won't make it out of the first round. <laughs> Nobody will make it out of the first round in this draft. <laughs> but uh, but first round, well, I mean, going off what you're saying just now, you, you don't know McCaffrey's backup's name. You don't know Saquon's backup's name. But you absolutely do know who Latavius Murray is. So just Yeah, but I wouldn't that. draft Latavius Murray. I would draft Kamara. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, what do you look for in running backs? So, yeah, I personally look at uh, Touch's ownership uh, paired with how versatile the running back is. I don't like one-sided running backs. Some of them just catch the ball. Some of them just run the ball. I like somebody who can do a little bit of both. I'll never take a running back that you can't split out in the formation. Uh, I just – you couldn't see Derrick Henry out there. You don't see Leonard Fournette out there. I just – I don't like those type of running backs. Uh, you know, with the increase – and I know we'll talk about this in a little bit. But with the increase in uh, receiving points that we have on the table right now, it puts – uh, receiving running backs on even more of a scale to draft earlier. Um, and I think the league is starting to bring back the idea of giving running backs more touches so that we can see the return of the stud fantasy running back a la LaDainian Thompson, Sean Alexander, Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, 
wouldn't that be just awesome? Wouldn't that just be so, I mean, I'm nostalgic for the days of great running backs, stud running backs, uh, you know, bell cows. And, you know, I've never been somebody, you know, I'm not saying this because this is how I win fantasy because I've never been a good running back person. I've always choked on running backs, in fact, because I've undervalued them so much. Uh, but because every year that I've ever won, I've won with a stud carry QB. Uh, you know, years ago I had Chris Johnson and Adrian Peterson who finished one, two in the running back points and finished dead last. Uh, so I'm not saying that I want to increase running back points to, uh, and receiver points for any other motive than to make a more mixed first three rounds. I want people at the end of the first round or middle of first round to say, you know, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, these are legitimate picks here at the top of the second round. You know, somebody saying, Michael Thomas, I got to take a second look at DeAndre Hopkins. Those sort of things need to happen instead of saying, if I don't pick a QB here, I'm dead in the water. So that's just my take. It was criminal um, last year that Thomas finished, what, 33rd in 30th. points? 30th in points? That's criminal. He's the best, in, yes. he's the best that's done it in a little while. And it just it doesn't make sense to – as it just doesn't make sense. Right. So that, that's something I think that we're all in agreement that that needs to be fixed uh, coming up in this year. And, again, that's going to put a lot more emphasis on these running backs who catch who catch balls and uh, – you know, hopefully, and they won't, if you're not adding PPR points, if you're just adding per yardage, you're not putting too much emphasis to uh, put a rift in between people like McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. Um, they're still valuable, both valuable in their own right. So uh, let's talk about how we're going to approach these running backs because we're trying to speed this up a bit, uh, speed this up a bit. I know uh, we don't want to get too deep into these. Uh, nor do we want Shag to get too drunk and start talking about wide receivers again. So we're just going to rank these running backs by division and talk about the ones or one that interests us, uh, whether they be good or bad. So let's kick it off with the AFC North. How are we feeling, Shag? I think obviously, you know, the big running attack there has been the Ravens. I mean, last year with uh, Mark Ingram was pretty big. Um, you know, the Browns aren't half bad. Cream Hunt could have a big year. And Nick Chubb really came in pretty big last year, even with all of uh, Baker Mayfield's mistakes. That's one of the big things I'll look at for running backs is, you know, their relationship with the quarterback, whether he's going to turn the ball over a lot and uh, put him in bad situations. Uh, the Bengals, you know, with Joe Burrow, that's, 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 a, that's probably a situation I don't, I don't even want to – get into and the Steelers James Conner I've never really been a big fan of he runs too hard and it gets injured often he could have a good year at Big Ben but they both have to stay healthy and that's a and then there's that uh J.K. Dobbins over in Raven for the Ravens that rookie as well could do very big big things but we'll see so mainly Ravens probably Browns and Steelers Bengals for me Chase what do you think about the AFC North I don't want any part of Pittsburgh's running game I don't want any part of Cincinnati's running game. I think they have decent running backs, but I just don't want to pay for them. I do like Mark Ingram. He was on my championship team last night, last year. So I would let him be on my team again. But I'm really interested in J.K. Dobbins. He had uh, 2,000 yards last year whenever he played for Ohio State. And I think he will eventually be the guy. Um, he's good size, ready to go. I, I think he'll do well. And um, Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt, I want to see what happens there. I think Nick Chubb will end up doing better, but Kareem Hunt's talented, and if somebody gets hurt, the other one is, you know, essential. What about you, Huck? So you, you like Ingram and Dobbins, which is, I mean, yes, it's going to be probably the most run-heavy team in the NFL, but, uh, you know, if you love one, you can't love the other because they're going to be stealing from each other. Uh, having both on your team probably might not be as productive as you think. Uh, I have them ranked like this. Mixon, Connor, Chubb, Ingram, Dobbins, Hunt, Edwards. Um, that's just in simple rankings. It doesn't mean I'm going to pick them in that order, but uh, I think Joe Mixon finished out the year on fire. Uh, Connor, you know, you can't give up on the guy's grit. I know he had some injury problems last year. 
I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of Nick Chubb. Uh, the guy hasn't had a catching TD pass in his NFL career. Uh, and his, his catch, his catch numbers were cut by more than half once Hunt was eligible last year. So he's going to have good games, but he's also going to be somebody who's going to have a ton of 75 yards, zero TDs, one catch kind of games. And that's just not my kind of guy. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the exciting AFC East. Shedig, what do you think? Mm. Oh man, this is one exciting shit show of a running back <laughs> formation here. The Patriots coming in hot, hot with the Rex Burhead, Burkhead and Sony Michelle show. And you never know which one's going to play each week because somebody might show up 30 seconds late to a meeting and get benched that week. You never fucking know. Plus, Jared Siddham's a quarterback. He'll probably turn the ball over all the time. <laughs> but don't worry. There's a Dolphins shit show to follow up that one. You got Kalen Ballage and Jordan Howard with whoever's at quarterback. So, yeah, that'll be fantastic. The Bills, you know, with a really mediocre Devin Singletary and TJ Elton, all sorts of fun. And to lead up uh, and to finish off the pack, you got the Jets uh, still coming in strong with Le'Veon Bell and Old Man Gore. Actually, Frank Gore is probably the most exciting part of it because he was one of my championship teams back in 2012. Jesus Christ, this is a terrible division for running backs. What do you think, Chase? Uh, I like the Bills. I, I, I think the Bills are going to have – probably the best rushing to attack in the division. Um, I think um, that the rookie, Zach Moss, I think he, he, he'll he be like more of a bell cow than Singletary can be. So I think he'll get quite a few touches later in the year. Um, um, second for me would probably be the Jets. I do like Le'Veon Bell. I think he might bounce back this year. And, you know, Powell, he can always blow. He can always do pretty well. Wow. Wow. And um, if you didn't know this, uh, Frank Gore is a Jet. So he's bound yeah. to get some touches and screw up the whole depth chart. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm not really a big fan of the Patriots running game. I just – I don't really want – I want to see what happens before I um, invest anything in them. And Miami is – they're Miami. I mean, <laughs> I'd take a look at Breida Filter. But other than that, I just – I don't really have – Jordan Howard has always been that guy I just don't want any part of. He's just slow and doesn't do much for me. Jordan Howard's you, one of those Jordan Howard's one of those guys that you always bet against and he always somehow comes out of a game with like three TDs one time when he plays you. He is an absolute dick of a running back. I think Michael's had him like six years in a row or something like that. Whether he was with the Bears or the Eagles or whatever, you'd see him, he's like, Oh, thirteen yards per game. Oh, you know, one catch, six yards, and 20 yards rushing. And then suddenly he plays you, and it's like, what? How did you just get three TDs? Anyway, my rankings are as follows. Le'Veon Bell. I got the Breida filter at two. I don't know what uh, depth charts you're looking at there, Shedig, but Breida is probably going to be the bell cow there in Miami. Howard will be a change of pace. Uh, and I like Matt Breida. I think Breida, the Breida filter is going to be um, – Pretty good down there in Miami. Uh, Miami won't be a good team, but Brita might be a good fantasy asset. Then I have uh, White at number three, uh, Singletary at number four, Michelle at number five, Howard six, and Zach Moss seven. So I know you're thinking, why do you hate Singletary so much? I watched a ton of Bills games last year, and when the Bills get near the goal line, there were a ton QB keepers. That's why we love Josh Allen so much. Uh, with the addition of rookie, the rookie Zach Moss, who is a, a notorious problem to take down. Singletary is just not going to be worth the drafts, draft stop you put in him. Uh, I know we're looking at him. People were looking at him last year and licking their chops. Uh, but I will be the first to say in 2020, no thanks, Devin Singletary. Um, so yeah, let's move on uh, past that wonderful division. To the AFC South, Shedig, what do you think? I mean, you know, there's my main man, Derrick Henry, there. So, I main mean, easily. Yeah. I mean, everybody said, don't take Derrick Henry last year. You don't want Derrick Henry. And there was, I mean, there was an astounding amount of laughter when I, dra when I drafted him. We do and, all owe you an know, apology. That, that guy, he killed it. Yeah, he really did. And uh, honestly, I don't know if he can do it again. Maybe he can. 
He probably will. Probably won't. But you never know until we know, right? Keeping us so guessing. take take my word for it, both of them. And then uh, you know, I think that Jonathan Taylor's pretty exciting to look at the Colts. Um, I, I'm really interested in uh, seeing David Johnson at, uh, with the Texans. That could uh, that could prove to be very uh, very profitable for both Deshaun Watson and David Johnson. Just you know, holding the linebackers in place because both being a rushing attack. And then I know there's your favorite running back in uh, Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chase, what do you think about the uh, AFC South? Well, the, well, let me – the Colts, when they dra- dra- drafted Jonathan Taylor, um, this is kind of the reason why I'm really – I'm really excited about running backs this year because last year there was only four or five running backs that I deemed could carry your team or make a huge – like lift your team to another level. This year with all these rookies that I'm looking at and, you know, all these I, – I think this, there's a ton of talent and someone like Clay with extra picks in the third, fourth, and fifth round are going to get some steals because people are going to be looking – overlooking someone like Jonathan Taylor. So I honestly think the best running back in the AFC South next year is going to be Jonathan Taylor. I think this whole division is pretty heavy in running backs as far as our – like bell cows like we were talking about. A lot yeah. of these guys could end up being pretty right. like and top ten. Any of them could do well. I don't think Marlon Mack will do well, but I do think Jonathan Taylor will do really well. Yeah. David Johnson, I he'll do pretty good. I don't think he'll do as good as he used to whenever he that could. Year. I just don't see – I mean, maybe it does. Leonard Fournette, I think he'll do better than Huck thinks for sure. Um <laughs> But, if he stays healthy, yeah, which I mean, you can say about everybody, but yeah, <laughs> but he he's proven he can sometimes, and I do yeah. think that he is a game changer for that offense. When he's not there, their offense is just kind of shrinks. So I'm like, I don't really like to root for the Colts, kind of like Max said last week, but I also don't mind selling my soul to draft one of them. And <laughs> he's there in the sixth. I probably will take Jonathan Taylor if I need a running back. Huck, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'll tell you right now, Jonathan Taylor Thomas not going to last till the sixth. Uh, I think that he's one of those buzz names that we're all talking about. You know, we all saw him last year, and he's an excellent running back. And uh, we'll get a good look at him because he's going to play the Texans twice. But uh, I, I have my rankings identical to Shedick's, which is probably the, one of the uh, only times I can say that. I got Henry, Taylor, uh, Johnson, Fournette. Marlon Mack, uh, somebody that you're probably not talking about is Chris Thompson, uh, who's going to be the passing down guy for Fournette, so he doesn't have to catch the ball, which he can't. Um, Duke, and then uh, a dude named Darrington Evans, which uh, you probably have never even heard of. So I don't even think any of these running backs will be four down guys. I just don't think that Henry, uh, that they can afford to just have him pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it for 16 games. Um, so I think they're going to like have him come down, come off on passing downs, maybe take some, some plays off. Uh, so there's going to be a backup or a third down guy that no one is talking about in Darrington Evans. The guy I just talked about. So, uh, so Derek Henry, very dangerous runner on the ground, but only caught an average about one ball a game last year. I think he caught 19. Uh, they ditched old man Dion Lewis and drafted the dude out of Appalachian state take that third down work uh and we've seen backs like this who just catch balls be sustainable you know james white-esque type people so this guy might be a heavy sleeper for somebody the third down back darrington evans for the titans all right tell them hard (laughs) yep yep i am so uh the more i drink the more i give away my secrets um uh oh! Get that pen ready, Brad. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's move on to the AFC West. Shedding. I really liking that Josh Jacobs kid over in the Raiders. He's he really finished strong last year. He looked pretty good. Um, very excited for Clyde Edwards Heller over in Chiefs. Um, the Broncos, you know, it's a, a tricky situation. They could have a really strong running attack. You could be dealing a situation with 
uh, Melvin Gordon and Lindsay sharing ball a little bit. I'm just scared of Drew Locke turning the ball over all the time. And then yeah, uh, the, char- the Chargers situation with Austin Eckler, that's – I mean, I know they, they drafted someone as well. I can't remember the name. Joshua but, Kelly. Uh, yeah. So it's – but I, I just – I don't like the quarterback situation as well there, so that's why those are a blow for me. So I'd probably go Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers for me as far as running back situations in total, but obviously being Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards, Melvin Gordon, Lindsey, then Eckler, and the other guy that drafted that you said. Chase, how do you feel about the AFC West? Well, um, I don't want Melvin Gordon, so he won't, he won't be on my team. I like Phil Lindsay a lot more, and I think Phil Lindsay will beat him out later in the year. Um, Raiders, Josh Jacobs, he's good, but I don't think I'll pay for him. I think he'll go much higher than I'm willing to pay. Uh, Eckler, same thing. He's good, but I just don't see me paying for that kind of player. It just doesn't make sense for what I'm looking for. Now, the Chiefs, I could see Damian Williams doing well, but I do think Clyde Edwards is going to be the guy, especially later in the year. And – Another guy, if you get him, if you, if you can sneak up on him, he's going to be a game changer for your team as your second running back. I don't know if he can be your first running back and lead you to the playoffs, but the second running back, he will definitely be one of the best in the league. Huck? It's, it's, it's crazy. You know, I love doing these podcasts and having these conversations preseason because you can kind of see inside people's minds and be like, you know, how the hell are you coming up with this? Uh, Josh Jacobs definitely third on my list. I got Eckler, Edwards, Hilaire, Jacobs, Melvin Gordon, uh, Damon Williams, Jalen Richard, and then Philip Lindsay. Uh, Eckler was great last year in part-time work, and now he's taking over the main role. When Melvin Gordon wasn't there, uh, Eckler exceeded expectations and was uh, the bomb. I think what Chase was alluding to is that um, he's going to be taken too high for Chase, Chase's liking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can understand that, but Eckler is by far uh, the number one guy in this division. As far he, as he dropped uh, for me due to the quarterback situation, because I don't like the quarterback situation. I don't think he's going to be in scoring position a lot. Mm-hmm. So he, he dropped because of that. Like if, with Rivers, Rivers put him in scoring position a lot. Okay. I yeah. don't think Tyrod Taylor or A Bear are going to do that. And Rivers couldn't throw it very far, so he dumped it off to him quite a bit. I watched a lot of those Chargers games and just couldn't believe how many times he got the ball thrown to him. It was just as much as Christian McCaffrey halfway through the season. Yeah. But I can't believe you think that he – I think with Kansas City offense and Clyde Head, Edwards, it's just – it doesn't – he the, – the ceiling's a roof. I don't know. <laughs> no, but, yeah, yeah there's like I, th- I think it's going to be like Kareem Hunt before he fucked it all up. Like, I think it, – like, it could be – it could be pretty huge for him. So, yeah, I agree with that. So, you know, he's not going to make it out of the first round now, so don't worry about it. <laughs> wow, it's like you guys read my notes here. Uh, Edwards Hilaire is this year's – first of all, let's nip this in the bud here. A-Bear? Is that who? Is that what you're calling Herbert? From is, the, is, it, is it Herbert? Chargers? Yeah, it's Herbert. Sure? Yeah, Are let's sure? – yes, I'm sure. Uh, even after a few drinks, it is Herbert. Uh, Edward Solaire is this year's yeah. Baker Mayfield in my book. Okay, we're all talking about him. Everybody's going to talk about him in the next month and a half. All you're going to hear is Edward Solaire, uh, old Clyde there. So after that national championship, combined with him joining an offense that seemingly was just missing one piece, which is an exciting running back, after the embarrassing exit of Kareem Hunt, uh, this guy's going high. Okay, these guys just won the Super Bowl and are the most high-powered offense in the NFL, and one of what we saw as one of the most high-powered running backs, join that team. The combination makes for a top-two-round kind of guy. So I know we joke about not making it out of the top five. This guy isn't going to make it out of the beginning of the third round, for sure. Um, and I could see him surpassing some of those mid-tier quarterbacks uh, with with us boosting these receiving numbers on running backs. So you might see this guy being extremely uh, overpaid for uh, and maybe for for good reason. So so we'll just have to see. Uh, let's head over to the NFC. Uh, NFC North. Shedding, tell me what you think. Al Cook, so sexy. I mean, the guy just he's he runs people over like it's nobody's business. It's pretty it's pretty crazy. But you do have two exciting guys 
at the Packers, AJ Pil Pilon, and at the Lions, DeAndre Swift, which could do some pretty hot things. Um, the Bears situation, I just, you know, to me, that's another one about the quarterback situation. I don't trust Nick Foles or Trubisky. I think they're not going to be in scoring position very often and that they're going to turn the ball over a lot. Plus, I mean, I always like Tariq Cohen over David Montgomery, and you never know who they're really going to play each week. So it's kind of a nasty situation I don't even try to get into. But for me, I'd be definitely be Dalvin Cook. And then, uh, you know, I think I might go DeAndre Swift over Pillon and then drop into the whatever uh, Bears uh, running back shit show is that week. So, Chase, how do you f feel about the NFC North? I do think that Dalvin Cook is probably – the best in that division, but he's also fighting for a contract. And understandably, he's only getting paid, you know, a million bucks. So he deserves a bit Ooh, more money. Poor guy. Yeah. 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 Um, but well, I'm more excited about so. the uh, fight between Carrion Johnson and DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift can be a game changer. And Carrion Johnson was not bad last year before he got hurt. He, I watched him mm -hmm. a lot because, you know, my boy Stafford is – I just can't get enough of, you know, the Lions. Um, Aaron Jones, I will give it to Huck. He's better than I thought he will. Huck was right. Aaron Jones, pretty, pretty above average. But again, one of those players that I just won't pay for that. It's just too much. There's, there's more value elsewhere, and um, you know. So, and I don't want any part of the Bears. I don't want any. Uh, normally, I'll take, um, I'll take a little bit of what's his name. Terry Cohen. Yeah. yeah, just because he's fun he to return watch. Yards. I like return yeah. yards. If yeah. he's going to return, I'll take a little bit of that. But short of that, I don't want any part of the Bears. What do you think, Huck? Uh, Terry Cohen's so fucking good, man. He's really good. So shifty. So um, but, yeah, no, I got Jones at the top, uh, even above Dalvin Cook. Uh, I love Aaron Jones. I think he's, he's great. He's talented. He's on a good offense. Uh, the reason I don't like Cook is because – I think Max alluded to this earlier. He hasn't played enough games. He's been injured. Um, the games he's played has been good, but he's he's an injury risk. Uh, and now he's holding out. So he's so he's not only an injury risk, but a shithead. Uh, so well, good job. Brad's just scratching him off his list now. Just, you know, tell him everything. I know. I'm sorry. But, you know, I, I, Brad needs some help. So, uh, yeah. So Cook is one of those guys where it's like, yes, he is top five running back in on everybody's list. But to me, I'd rather have Aaron Jones just for the peace of mind. Um, Swift is a Nick Chubb to me. Uh, he's He doesn't catch any balls. He didn't catch any balls at Georgia. He's going to be a Derrick Henry Chubb type guy. Carry on Ooh, I love a Derrick Henry kind of guy. I'll take Derrick yeah. Henry in the, yeah. in the fifth. Yeah. Everybody can gotcha. laugh about it. Um, we haven't seen a really, really, really productive Lions running back since uh, I hit puberty. So uh, it's been a while. Um, I'm not saying that Swift shouldn't be drafted or won't be drafted higher, but I don't have a lot of confidence in him. Um, Force, this is the first time I'm going to rank um, a team's backup more than a team's starter, or higher than a team's starter. I think uh, Madison is there above Montgomery. Uh, then Tariq Cohen, uh, carry on my way once more, and Jamal Williams uh, finishing up. So the guy I want to talk about is Madison, which is probably someone Clay doesn't want us talking about. Uh, but he's absolutely somebody who could clean up if Cooks holds out. Uh, Cook holds out, and is, and that uh, possibility that he could clean up is even extended if he doesn't hold out. So the dude has talent. He's not a shithead, and it's probably one of the most valuable, if not the most valuable, handcuff in the league. Uh, and he could probably be had at the very end of the draft. So I do like Madison. Um, let's head into the NFC East. What do you think, Shadig? I mean, Zeke over Saquon. You know, I think his quarterback situation is a lot better. Uh, because Daniel Jones, I don't think he's going to improve enough to help Saquon beat uh, Zeke in that category. Then you got the Eagles and Miles Sanders, and then ugh, Redskins are still a team. Oh, God. Well, at least Adrian Peterson's there. But, you know, there's not really much to look over there. It is it is exciting to see uh, Zeke versus Saquon, I think, in those two matchups of the year. 
uh, that's, those are pretty awesome uh, running back matchups uh, to watch. But Chase, what do you think about the NFC East? The most exciting running backs in the league are in the NFC East. And shockingly, I think Miles Sanders is the best of the bunch next year. I think he's going to have the most opportunity. I think that he's going to catch the most balls of all three of them. And I think he's going to be a steal for somebody because Saquon and Zeke will get drafted before him. Miles Sanders, he's going to be the best out of the three next year. But you can put any of them in any order. The one guy I'm looking as a sleeper steal is Antonio Gibson. I think um, he's going to do well. He played a lot of receiver, but they're going to put him back there. I don't think Juice or Peterson are the answer. Maybe early in the year they'll give them the ball a lot, but Antonio Gibson's going to earn his job, and he's going to do well later in the year. But by far, I'll take two, any two of those running backs, except for me. I mean, I'll take one of the Washington. I don't care. As long as I get one of those three guys, <laughs> one of the other three guys, I'm happy because they will lead your team to championship. What about you, Hutt? So does the Gibson ranking have anything to do with Ron Rivera saying, comparing him to Christian McCaffrey? Not necessarily, but it doesn't hurt. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, because Ron Rivera came over to the Redskins and started comparing everybody on his team to everybody from his old team. So he was like, oh, Terry, Terry, Scary Terry. Oh, he's just like, right. you know who he reminds me of? DJ Moore. And he's like, oh, you know, this Antonio Gibson guy we just drafted, you know who he reminds me of? Christian McCaffrey and it's like okay dude we kind of get it you missed the uh the Panthers but uh anyway uh I got Barkley he's an obvious up top I don't understand why Chevy put Zeke but that's cool uh Sanders at number two because I do think Sanders is a beast he's he's one of those guys multi uh versatile catch run um I know uh the coach of the Eagles isn't much of a bell cow kind of guy he likes to mix it in and boston scott is there um but i do like miles sanders to be a top 10 back this year and i got zeke third uh i don't like zeke i i i rank zeke lower because i'm just sick of his antics okay if it's not him in mexico taking tequila shots and holding out it's him having rona and claiming someone broke hipaa rules when in all actuality it was his own agent giving the info to Adam Schefter. So not only is he a shithead and an idiot, uh, he's a clown. And if somehow I knew that Tony Pollard was going to get some significant run in week one, I'd take Tony Pollard in the second round. I'd jump on him so fast because I think it's a great job. And I think Tony Pollard's super talented. Um, so I have him ranked fourth. Uh, then in order for the Redskins uh, dumpster fire, uh, Geis, Gibson, Peterson. Uh, as a general rule, Bears, Redskins uh, are not sex raptor material. So, yep, that's just about it. Um, let's move on to the AFC or NFC South. Uh, Shedek, what do you think? Obviously, I mean, you got the Christian McCaffrey, you know, just pulling the Trojan horse into the league here because you know he's not going to repeat that way he did last year. Or is he? Mm. Maybe. You never know. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback. To me, it's like I said, it's a lot of what has to do with the quarterback situation, how they're going to get the ball or whether they're going to be in scoring position. Because then you got Alvin Kamara right behind him. And, of course, Latavius Murray right behind him. And then Todd Gurley and Falcons, I think that's going to be a very interesting situation. Um, their offensive line is pretty awful, but a run game can really help them because, you know, instead of sit sitting back and trying to get the ball to Julio Jones, they can go forward and punch someone in the face. And that's, that can be very, uh, very helpful for an offensive line to gain their confidence. True. So with the running back like Todd Gurley, that could really help them. Um, but obviously I think it'd go McCaffrey, Kamara, Gurley, Murray, Jones for me. And the, uh, I didn't really bring up the Buck situation because we'll see what happens there with Brady and everything. And they've never been that strong, but uh, running game since they have, I think, a lot invested in their pass game uh, right now. Chase, how do you feel about the NFC South? Just there's, it seems like every division there's a couple teams that I don't want any part of. And Todd Gurley, Falcons, I don't want any part of Todd Gurley. There's just nothing that is 
is showing me that he can, you know, carry the ball every every down all season long. So, therefore, I don't want him if he can't show a glimpse of that. I do like Alvin Kamara. I think Kamara is going to bounce back. He is going to be a steal for somebody because he just didn't do very well last year. But this year, he will be top 10 running back. Bucks, I don't care for Ronald Jones. I've seen him play. He, I've gotten excited for him. He's just – he's not the guy. I do like – Vaughn, I think Vaughn will do okay. I think he'll eventually get the starting job. But other than that, I mean, uh, CMC, you can say he won't do it again, but he had a shitty quarterback most of the year. So as long as Teddy Bridgewater isn't a terrible quarterback, I think he'll do quite all right, and the offense is going to go through him. So we'll see what happens. But give me Kamara out of everybody. I don't think I don't think the Panthers having a shitty quarterback uh, hurt McCaffrey more than it helped McCaffrey. Uh, I think the uh, five foot throw from quarterback to running back to make Cat McCaffrey do the work is actually a gift to him. Uh, if you see good quarterback play, you're probably going to see increased numbers in DJ Moore and uh, the entire receiving crew. So um, you're right. I don't think McCaffrey does the numbers that he did last year, but I do think he is definitely top five. And I do think he is uh, heads and shoulders above most other running backs in the league. So I do have McCaffrey at one. Kamara at two, but it worries me. Uh, I love Kamara, but he had a really, really down year last year. I got Todd Gurley at three, just out of default. Uh, Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, I want to take one of those so bad, but I'm just so worried that uh, by the time week one rolls around, they'd be irrelevant, either one of them. Um, so it's one of those like Sounds about 50, right. 50, I mean, yeah, I, I loved Ronald Jones last year. I like his talent, um, but every once in a while he has those, you know, two point games. So it's a little bit worrisome. Uh, and then Latavius Murray at the end. And I want to talk about Latavius Murray. So he may be the guy on the bottom of the list here, uh, but I really like the running backs in this division. I really do. All of them. Uh, it's like when you're betting on black and red keeps hitting, you know, in roulette. Trust me, I know this. Uh, Murray keeps proving me wrong. I'll always think he's irrelevant. Uh, and uh, But he constantly has games with 100-plus yards and two TDs on random weeks. Kind of like Jordan Howard, but better. So he's a stud running back on the ground. And he, and he can be had super cheap later on. And if he's not drafted, then somebody will pick him up and use him as a, as a buy piece. Uh, throughout the year. So Latavius Murray is somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, let's move to our last, but definitely not least, division, uh, the NFC West. Shedig, what do you think? I think Seahawks pretty interesting situation. You can always uh, trust Chris Carson to get plenty of points with Russell Wilson always putting him in a good situation. The 49ers have a strong running attack, but they're always sharing the ball between Mostert and Coleman you know, probably throw somebody else in there too. So the Cardinals have probably come ahead of them with uh, Kenyon Drake, I guess, leading the charge now that David Johnson left. Cam Akers is definitely worth taking a look at down in the Rams. It could be could be interesting since, you know, they do have a pretty, uh, uh, pretty dynamic offense. So they're always in scoring position. A lot of people are getting the ball. So I think I'd probably go in that, in that order for Seahawks with, Carson and then you know Carlos Hyde right behind him is worth taking a look at uh, as well because I mean Seahawks are always in scoring position like I said and then Cardinals Niners and then interchangeable with Rams depending on how how Akers does I think it could be pretty interesting Chase what do you think about the NFC West bunch of dog doo doo I don't want nothing I'll just <laughs> go ahead and pass I'll take a pass I don't want any, I don't want Chris Carson I don't want Mozart I I like Tevin but Tevin's also burned me enough to where I could, uh, if he's my third, I guess I'll take that. But I just, there's nothing that, uh, Kenyon Drake, I don't want any part of that. There's just it, none of it. I don't want nothing. Really? Yeah. Ooh, it. wow. Uh, Kenyon Drake's way up at the top of my list. Um, I do like uh, the fact that he can catch the ball and that offense is going to be pretty high powered. So I do like Kenyon Drake. Up there, Acres is interesting. Um, these guys were number two in rushing uh, last year, so they do run the ball. Now, is it going to be him or Henderson? I don't know. I assume it's going to be Acres. The fantasy community thinks it's going to be Acres. So right now, Acres' stock is really, really high. 
Um, but yeah, so I got Carson three. I don't want Chris Carson at all. He's one of those guys that every year I say, hey, please no Chris Carson. Uh, they added, well, you got Rashard Penny still there. They added Carlos Hyde. There's a three-headed snake there in a team that was supposed to run a lot, did not run as much as we thought in 2019. So I do not like Chris Carson. Uh, Henderson, the third, is uh, fourth on my list. I like him. Uh, Raheem Mostert uh, was a hero last year, especially for 49ers fans. Uh, I hate Mostert as someone who's going to repeat the production that they had last year. Um, that's why I have him ranked behind two Rams running backs. I view him as a flash in the pan type, type running back. He's absolutely not going to keep up the production he had in 2018. Um, someone's going to take him early, maybe Clay, because they think there's a continuation of his hot season last year, and they'll fail to remember that he's still on a timeshare with Tevin Coleman. So there you go, Clay. I threw you a bone for the whole Madison thing. Um, yeah, that just about wraps it up. I mean, we got those running backs done in a pretty – good time period so now let's move on to our last segment here we'll talk about people pl that please don't be on my team um we'll start with you shedding give, think, give me two uh, people that you please won't be on your team please don't be on my team i'm gonna go with the uh probably levy on bell with the, with the jets i just I don't, i'm not a fan of bell after leaving the steelers obviously but i just don't think he's as He's ever going to be as good as he was, and Sam Darnold probably turn the ball over as, as much as he did last year, if not more. So please don't be on my team, Le'Veon Bell, and then uh, Mostert, like we were just talking about the Niners. Please don't be on my team, just because they, sh they share the ball a lot, and you got to trust Garoppolo, which I don't yet. So, yeah, those would be my please don't be on my teams. Chase. Chase what do you yeah. Well, I do think that this year, running back, there's more talent this year with running backs than the last few years. I think it's very deep. I'm looking forward to drafting two – again, I will probably draft two stud running backs early as I can just so I don't have to deal with it. But if that doesn't work out and I go quarterback, quarterback instead, please don't be on my team, Joe Mixon. I don't want you. <laughs> also, Melvin Gordon, same thing. I don't want either of those guys. They're going to be too expensive. They're on bad offenses. They have not – they have below average offensive lines. Their quarterbacks could be – decent but more than likely they're gonna have rough years so just please i don't i don't want any part of that very uh, interesting very interesting uh my two uh please don't be on my team please don't be on my team zeke uh if you guys i'll take him. let just yeah just trade him to me <laughs> if you guys i'm not gonna pick him in the first round obviously so if you guys somehow let him get all the way back to the end of the second round uh Please don't let that happen. Please don't. There's too many pickle. cowboy fans for that to happen. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and also uh, Montgomery, Dave Montgomery. Uh, please pick him in the first like 12 rounds, 13 rounds. Uh, he's starting running back for the Rams, or I'm sorry, the Bears. He's probably going to be pretty productive. Please don't make me take him in like the 13, 14, 15th round and have him as a third running back. Um, that would be a nightmare to me to be invested in the Bears offense. Uh, so now we'll go to absolutely not. Well, before you do that, Huck, sure. uh, what are you drinking? Oh gosh. Have we not talked about what we're drinking? Uh, uh that was on the first take. <laughs> okay. All right. Damn. Well, shit. I am drinking a mixture of Coke zero with uh Bacardi coconut. So I'm doing a little throwback here. Nice. Yeah. It takes me back to playing poker in your garage there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Shedig, what are you drinking? I'm going to have a nice little uh, Sauvignon de Seguin, a uh, white Bordeaux. So it's uh, very nice, but light. Something to go along with some pizza I had earlier. Chase, mm. what are you enjoying? Well, since I'm uh, victor of the league, I drink Prosecco all the time. I'm just drinking bubbly as a uh, walking around, sniffing my own farts, just enjoying life. If you Pop win, you can drink uh, champagne every day. That is allowed. That is in the rule book. So, true. so yeah. That's true. Well, I don't uh, drink champagne. I just drink Prosecco. It's uh, cheaper. Let's, <laughs> yeah, cupcake. Uh, let's move on to our last segment here. Uh, two people, please don't be on my team. Uh, not please yeah, don't be on my team. Absolutely definitely. not. 
Absolutely not will they be on my team. Shut it, give me two. Well, you took the words out of my mouth. With I, I, The Bears will definitely not be on my team. Any Anybody in the Bears' backfield, I mean, I do like Tariq Cohen. You just can't trust him, and they just won't be there. And same with the Redskins for me. Those are my definitely won't be on my team. I'm not excited about anybody in that backfield, especially, like I said, the big thing to me is the quarterback's just going to turn the ball over every chance they get. So, do you think that there's going to be people listening to this going, wow, nobody likes the Bears, rubbing their hands together, licking their chops? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I really do. And then someone's going <laughs> to grab David Montgomery. Cos Bears. Cos Cos Bear guy. Yeah. Um, uh, give me one more. Uh, well, I said Redskins and Bears. Ah. Uh, def- yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, those two for me. That 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 backfield are just just. I can't. I couldn't stand watching it week in week out. Be that's yeah, that's tough watch. Tough watch. Yeah. Chase, what are you? Who uh, are you? Definitely will not be on my teams. Definitely won't be on my team because of my picking, and I, I'm doing a little bit different than y'all. Did, will out like he will not be on my team, even though I want him probably more than the people that will actually be on my team, Miles Sanders. I just can't pick him in the top seven, 16 picks. It's just – I think he, he could be that good, but it's just – That's a very odd – won't – definitely won't be on my team. He, he won't, won't get out of the top five. I will pay for him, but he will not make it around to the sixth round, which might, is my next pick after I'll that. be honest with you, Chase, and I think you're being a little short-sighted here in the fact that – Oh, I forgot about your there's a There's a lot of people who are listening to this podcast right now who are saying, why are these guys talking up Miles Sanders so much? And – you could slide. You could slide a, a a while. I know for a fact, without a doubt, Clay will take him. I know it. If Clay has the opportunity to take him, he will take him. And if he doesn't, and he somehow falls to me in the sixth round, they're a bunch of fucking idiots. And he will probably be my third running back because I would already have drafted two better running backs, but might not be better. I don't know. Um, Kenyon Drake is the other one. There's zero percent chance he'll be on my team. I won't draft him. I don't care what happens. Wow, there's some good running backs that you're like definitely not going to get a team. I'll I'll throw out some more. I don't give it like I know for a fact Todd Gurley will not be on my team. There's zero percent chance I will draft Todd Gurley. Melvin Gordon, nope, he's not going to be on my team. Aaron Jones is not going to be on my team. David Johnson will not be on my team. So I could go on forever. I know who's heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Start crossing them off. Chase Chase knows the draft already. Yeah, yeah. So uh, go ahead. uh, one of mine's obvious, uh, Fournette. I just don't like to invest <laughs> in Fournette. Um, I do like Chris Thompson uh, for a change of pace. Um, but I think if Ryquel Armstead were to get that job, I would pick him real high. I think Ryquel Armstead is a really good backup uh, for that job and could be a star in the league at one point. Um, but Fournette is a joke, and I hate him. Mostert is the other one. Um, Again, I do not see a repeat of what happened last year. I don't like the situation. I don't like the price. Uh, I just think that Mostert is a career third running back on a team that got in a good situation and cashed in on it and uh, is never going to reach those heights again. So Fournette, Mostert um, are my two. Definitely won't be on my team. All right, so that just about wraps it up. Uh, I wanted to finish with uh, any announcements that uh, that y'all had. Shay, do you have any announcements for us? Or anything you want to talk about to wrap this up? just like to say I'm looking forward to the draft amidst everything that's going on. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know that we might have to postpone this year's wrestling match for obvious reasons. Until a safer year, but you know I'm looking forward to that. Just wear a mask; you'll be all right. (laughs) You know, I figure. But uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody and having fun, and uh, you know, marking another another state off the map for our drafts. Yep. Chase, is there anything you want to add? As the uh, league's number one some bitch, I um, I'm planning on doing a few things this year. I have. I haven't quite figured out every little detail, but I have a general plan of how I'm going to be your all's champion this year, and you'll see at the draft. And I think it's going to be a fresh change of pace, and I think it's going to bring a new standard to elite champions because 
let's be honest, all the league champions before me are just kind of show up in their t-shirt, jabronis, Ooh. just you know, just think they own the place and they don't do anything to own the place. So I'm going to change. Wow. I'm going to do something different. Harsh words for a first-time champion. Uh, I have an announcement to make. Uh, so every year we have little petty arguments about certain rules and gridiron regulations, uh, such as can I pick up a player uh, on Monday and drop somebody who played on Sunday for Monday night? Uh, you know, and I repeatedly have to. Uh, oh, it's Thursday. It's usually somebody plays. Uh, on same thing. On the bench. Same thing. If you have a bench player that plays on Sunday, they are locked into your lineup. Period. No, you Thursday. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Both. If you have a player that plays on Sunday, they cannot play them, or you cannot drop them to pick somebody up for Monday night. I, did, I thought I thought you could. Well, this is exactly why I'm making this announcement. <laughs> I've done mean? it before. Oh, I swear. I, Look back in 2010. I know I did this before. I am in the works of making a gridiron constitution with the help of Danny Walton and Cause. Uh, we will have um, everything from A to Z described in this document. I will send it out to everybody to review before we head to Florida. Um, in Florida, we will bring a quill, uh, kind of like the the United States Constitution, and if everybody agrees on it, we will have it ratified, and you will put your John Hancock, if you will, on that document, and it will be in place. That way, we can always go back to this document and uh, go back and and, uh, and and know what the rules are. Now, again, I'm not coming up with these and putting them on stone until everybody has had a look at them and has approved them so we can ratify it and sign it until everybody signs it. Uh, we will not have it set in stone. Just a little announcement um, for, for this week and we'll, something we're working on. Uh, I will sign it as President Camacho, not as my name. And I expect everybody else to use their name, especially Scott Hedman. He should sign it as Suck My Vic. So he will have that name forever. And Shedick should sign it as We. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe Sun God. I don't, I don't know. Sun God. What are you gonna sign as? As Huxtron, Huxtro, Sexraptor. I'll try to say Neil. Neil can, you know, do uh, Butabi Brothers. Of course, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I like that. Uh, anyway, we could we could joke about people's what, what, names. What, but then, yeah, what what a uh, president does Max do? <laughs> Just right. think, think of the, well, his the Victor president. I would only. I'm. I mean, you got to do the the one you want it was. So like, don't do it as the new one. I, I mean, don't know once, why. To me, once you're on the trophy, you can't really change your name. But Max exactly change your name. But he's only won one championship. So if he just keeps not winning championships, it doesn't really matter, right? right. So, uh, you know, but you know. I, I, I commend, I commend that. I, I, I look forward to reading and uh, uh, adding or amending things in the constitution and uh, having everybody input their ideas and making it something that we can all agree to and sign uh, hopefully in Florida. That'll be very exciting. And I think another big step forward for our league. Yeah. Something to look forward to. All right. Well, that just about wraps it up for our running back uh, episode. Uh, tune in next week to our before wide receiver we, episode. Before we go, um, yeah. just want to say before we play the music, uh, Clay sucks. You should not have traded me Mark Andrews. Ooh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Zinger. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah t- tune in next week for our wide receiver episode with, with cause and shedding um, that we'll have. And just remember, If you can put a finger in somebody's butthole, you are too close. See you guys next week. (laughs) 